Should you be worried about Juju Smith-Schuster and who should you promote from your bench into your starting lineups this week? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk, senior content creator at the Gaming Society, and of course, as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host Marcus Mosher. You can follow him over on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher, and of course. Follow his work, Mr. PFF, uh, where he is just giving out the best bets of the week. Um, Just really solid content that you must check out. Marcus, we're headed into week two. We have Thursday night football in the books. And I'll be be honest, I don't know what I expected last night, but uh, week two, Thursday night football, Chargers, Chiefs, that was not quite as what I expected. I I don't know what I expected. Yeah, me neither. But Justin Herbert, I mean, might be my favorite player in the league right now. Well, what a what a player, Kate. Like, he's not even able to really run the ball because he's got this banged up rib. He can't even really throw it. And then on a fourth and two, just dime 50 yards down the field. I, I love him so much. He's so much but, like, Go ahead. the crazy thing is, Marcus, that, um, I mean – What a baller. I think that's the bigger takeaway. I love watching Justin Herbert play, although I do think it's difficult to talk about Justin Herbert and how funny he is to play or how funny he is to watch when you're contrasting him with Patrick Mahomes, who is also just so fun to watch and makes just the most ridiculous throws on a week-to-week basis that defy gravity make you think he's literally an alien from a completely different planet. Like we saw two of the best young quarterbacks in football go head to head, but let's talk about the chargers first. Cause I feel like that's the natural segue here. You teased it a little bit before we, I, we had some ups and downs for the chargers last night ups. We've obviously got Mike Williams just absolutely. Um, I don't know. Was a, a freak of nature uh, like after disappearing in week one, 10 targets, eight receptions, 113 yards in one of the sickest touchdowns I can remember in a long time, uh, almost a perfect passer rating when targeted, like he looked incredible and just, I mean, no questions asked wide receiver one. Now other areas on the field that I think we should talk about. Let's start with Justin Herbert. You teased the rib injury. Did not look fantastic, but what a baller this dude is to be in that much significant pain, still be taking hits. Like that offensive line saw him injured and did not seem to have any hurry uh, or like sense of urgency in helping keep his court, the quarterback upright. Like, yeah. It does seem like he's going to be okay. We haven't heard the, anything lately. I know Brandon Staley said after the game that they think he'll be okay. Mm. He might just have. I doubt it. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, he was in a lot of pain. I should also just mention really quickly about Mike Williams. Um, 
I mean, the guy is a monster. He's just like having a big tree out on the field. Speaking of trees, I got people cutting <laughs> trees down next to me. So if you hear some buzzing in the background, that's what it is. But what a we, segue we, there, yeah. Marcus. Uh, we we knew Mike Williams was going to be in for a big game, right? No Keenan Allen. The, he's dominated the Chiefs before. This is this is where you want to see him thrive. Um, what is pretty incredible, um, Mike Williams? Out of every single receiver on the field average the fewest yards of separation on among any receiving person uh yeah. any any person on the field well, uh, you know that the was a target he, the other thing he could have easily had two touchdowns in this game he had a, a long reception that came up at the one yard line and then a couple of drives later he made that ridiculous one-handed catch like this very well could have been an eight for 115 and two touchdown game but I think some people were a little bit nervous after week one. Don't be. This is why the Chargers paid him $20 million a year. It's because he's really good. He's really good. Hashtag really good. Now, I'm a little bit more concerned about the potential for missed time with Justin Herbert. I feel like we hear this a lot with rib injuries. A lot of times it's a pain tolerance. But with the amount of times that Justin Herbert took hits, mm-hmm. uh, even after that injury, I think we have to be a little bit concerned that. The good you know, news is that they do have the little extra break now, right? They've got 10 days until their next game. Even if he does miss some time, I, I would only think it's going to be a game, right? Like 17 days until the, their next game after this one. I think they play Houston. I don't imagine he'll be out for a long time, so I think they'll be okay. Uh, can I get your thoughts on one more player quickly before we, we go or before yeah. we move on? Let's hear it. Gerald Everett. I know some people are a little down on Everett after you know maybe being the reason why the Chargers lost that game because he ran a terrible route you know in the end zone, but I thought he looked really good. Six for 71, making plays after the catch. I think he's going to be a real thing. Like, I think Gerald Everett's going to be somebody that's consistently, you know, so we want somebody we want in our lineups because he's so good after the catch. It seems like they've got a role for him. Why couldn't he be like the tight end eight this season? I think that's totally within the realm of possibility. Um, my biggest sort of wait and see is is definitely boiling down to what does he look like with a fully healthy Keenan Allen in the lineup. And does that look, uh, you know, similar to what we've seen from him so far? Like, do we see any, any downgrade in his performance or his target rate when Maybe. we have Keenan Allen? Maybe. Maybe. Don't, don't quite know just yet. Um, but one more quick thing I want to talk sure. about Austin Eckler Back-to-back games uh, where he has not looked great as a a rusher, Marcus. Um, 2.5 yards per rush attempt last week. Uh, In week two, 2.79 yards per rush attempt. Hasn't eclipsed 40 rushing yards in either of his two starts. He is involved as a receiver, so that's kind of buoyed him and saved his day. But uh, no touchdowns yet this year. Uh, Hasn't eclipsed 100 scrimmage yards yet any concern there from Austin Eckler or do you think we're just uh again be patient and it will come none uh for a couple of reasons number one across the NFL yards per you know, rushing attempt are always down in September 
it's one of these things that they, it always goes up as the season goes on. So you'll see that efficiency get better. They've got a new look offensive line with two new starters. And on top of that, Kate, they played two pretty good teams. The Raiders and Chiefs are, I mean, the Chiefs especially, but those are good teams. They'll play some games coming up against much lesser teams where they'll be able to stick to the run. I, I'm not worried about him at all for a couple of reasons, but I mean, he's also not hurting you in, in your lineup, right? If he's getting nine for 55 every week in the receiving game, you're not going to be all that concerned that he's only averaging 2.8 yards per carry. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's fair. All right, let's move on to the Chiefs. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. Book a spacious SUV or a minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. Test drive that new electric vehicle that you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms and conditions apply. Ditch boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. I think I'm going to book like a super nice luxury car for the, the Fantasy Football Expo next year just to show off a little bit. <laughs> I think that's that's the plan. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's do the, the Chiefs. We teased this at the beginning of the show. Okay, are you worried about Juju Smith-Schuster at all? Uh, definitely. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely worried, but Marcus, I think the bigger takeaway is I'm just worried about all of the receiving options here. All of them, except for every Travis single Kelsey. one. That, that's the only it's, one I'm not worried about. Yes. I, I couldn't give a rat's behind, uh, it, with any concern for Travis Kelsey, like Travis Kelsey, always doing Travis Kelsey things, but Marcus, like we see Juju on the field, ran 29 routes on Thursday night football, only came up, uh, only commanded three targets, three receptions, 10 yards. Now, I will say there were a lot of moments where Juju was open and Patrick Mahomes couldn't get the ball to him. A, A lot of that came down to the offensive line breaking down and So I think there were more opportunities when you actually watched the game to get him involved. Um, But uh, the, the offensive line didn't necessarily always hold up on that end. Um, was Really quickly. Do you know what's interesting about Juju in this game is that he basically split his snaps from the slot and out wide 22 snaps in the slot, 21 out wide, never had a target when he was playing as a outside wide receiver if you're a Juju like fan owner, you don't want to see him playing on the outside. That's that's just not where he thrives. I want to see him in the slot, and with the Chiefs kind of splitting time with him in the slot in the outside, it makes me nervous. Well, and Marcus, the interesting thing too is like, uh, like I, I mentioned, he was open yesterday. Looking at the average yards of separation for all of these pass catchers outside of Travis Kelsey, there was nobody who was. Uh, averaging more separation on that field among the wide receiver group than Juju Smith-Schuster. And I think, uh, like, I'm being patient. I'm not having him in my starting lineup if I can help it at this point. I'm not having any Chiefs wide receivers 
starting in my fantasy football lineup if I can help it. But I do think uh, the that watching the games, there are reasons to be optimistic that the Chiefs might fix that usage and uh, might say like, okay, we you know we see Juju open. Um, we need to find ways to get him the ball. Um, like this is a smart coaching staff, but like it's wait and see time. If you had to start a a chiefs receiver with confidence right now is is, who would you pick? Uh, I'd probably say Nicole Hardman though. TBD, uh, suffered what was uh, like a, a heel injury. Not quite sure. He was hobbling in and out, uh, and came back in and then he came back out and it, so I'm kind of curious to see what he's uh, the status of that is going to be moving forward when he's not playing through a, a crap ton of adrenaline and uh, like I'm I'm waiting on that but um, I, maybe the more interesting storyline here, Marcus, is the Chiefs running backs. Yeah, uh, which Clyde edwards alaire Let's talk about Clyde edwards alaire because. Everybody was extremely down on Clyde Edwards-Alaire coming into this year. I was a little higher on him because I I liked uh, the potential here for him. I liked the uh, fact that he's coming into the season a bit healthier than he was last year. Remember, he had gallbladder surgery uh, just ahead of the 2021 season. It dropped a ton of weight, was not, I'm going to guess, probably not conditioned in the same way that he should, but... um, Eight rush attempts, 74 rushing yards, and just looked like an absolute stud. Was involved looked, as a receiver. Great. Yeah, ran 13 routes, had four catches, 44 yards. Like, I think we might be in a place where Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a, a weekly play, and I think you should feel good about that. It's tough for me with him because I've, I've got similar thoughts to, to Josh Jacobs as well, where both of these guys have looked really good early in the season, but if they're only getting what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had 10 uh, touches last week, 12 this week, if they're only getting 12 touches, it's really hard to trust those guys to be fantasy relevant every week because they basically, they've got to rip off a long run or they've got to score a touchdown. I would say I'm encouraged, but I'm not to the point yet where I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a, a every week starter. But look at the beauty of that. Just 12 touches. But, I mean, like, if you're in a, a full PPR league and you've got those four uh, four extra points there, you've got, you know, 15 points, and you don't even have a score. So I do think the ceiling for the Clyde Edwards-Alaire is quite high this season. And if he, could, if he could get that number up to, like, 15, which I don't think is unreasonable, right? You just add a couple more rushing attempts and a target or something. Then I think we get really excited, but I, I just have concerns about him being able to maintain this efficiency on so few touches. The interesting thing, though, Marcus, is that it's like who's touching the ball for the Chiefs? Like it doesn't yeah. feel like anybody is touching the ball a whole lot, and maybe that's what this offense looks like. Well, and to be fair, in this game, the Chiefs had several three and outs on offense. They also had one of their scores. They scored twenty-seven points in this game, but seven of those points came on a pick six. I just think there's going to be games where they have much more success on offense. They're moving the ball in general. Um, so I think to your point, I there's going to be games where he gets more touches. There's, they just have to. Yep. I, I absolutely agree. 
Uh, all right. I think we, we've covered the Chiefs quite a bit. We want to say anything about Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, um, Mahomes, he was fine. Like, yeah. from a fantasy perspective, he was fine. From a real-life perspective, like, certainly wasn't his best game. He had maybe three interceptions that could have been all – I mean, picked off a couple drops in this one. But fine, 235 yards and two touchdowns, you'll take. Not a league-winning yeah. day, or but you'll take it. Uh, all right. Let's let's get to promotion commotion, Kate. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including week two lines that are already out. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including NFL, NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, promotion, commotion, Kate, who you got? I'm going to kick this one off with a... Uh, an old pal, an old friend, if you will. I'm going with Saints wide receiver Jarvis Landry, who saw eight targets in week one, went uh, seven for 114, had his best PFF receiving grade since week 12 of the 2020 season. Um, he was involved. He looked great. Saints are at home this week. Uh, and I think that, you know, as Michael Thomas continues to acclimate to this offense, we're going to continue to see heavy involvement from this uh, this other group of wide receivers. Um, interestingly enough, it, we haven't seen like that explosion in the rushing game just yet from the Saints, which we know is uh, such a big part of their their overarching philosophy. But as a reminder, Jameis Winston is back, and we know Jameis Winston likes to throw the ball. Uh, Jarvis Landry, perfect. A guy who's probably been sitting on your bench, uh, I don't know, for the last season. Promote him back into your starting lineup if you're looking for some flex plays. Because I do think um, the Saints are going to need to put up some points in this one. And Jarvis Landry probably wouldn't at all surprise me if he escapes week two with 10 targets. I like that. It's a good call. Um, You always have the the more fun ones. I always have the absolutely gross ones. Like if you're just in a bind – and like you've got Mike Evans and you're worried that he's not going to play or you have Julio or you lost Chris Godwin, you lost. I have a gross one. So don't, don't All right. discard All right. me just yet. Uh, mine is Greg Dortch wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals on ESPN fantasy right now. He is owned in 1% of leagues. So you're not even promoting him from your bench to your starting lineup. You're promoting him from free agency into your starting lineup. He was legitimately good last week in the, the first game of his career. Seven catches for 63 yards. He saw nine targets. But Kate, what I love, he ran 44 routes in this game. And unlike Rondale Moore, his A dot was actually above hey. zero, 6.8. Doesn't appear that Rondale Moore is going to play this week. Uh, we, we know that the Raiders' secondary is not very good. I think there's a really good chance that Greg Dorch has a similar game. You know, six for 70, maybe a carry on the ground. And if you need somebody that can get you 12, 13, 14 points, you know, that's a flex play. I think Greg Dorch could do it again. Yeah, I think that's uh, a, again, you're always good with these gross names. Um, But 
I like it. I, I, I like it a lot. Um, I'm going to counter your gross name with another gross name uh, with wide receiver Kyle Phillips, who plays for the Tennessee Titans, in case you didn't know. Uh, 22, 2022 fifth round pick um, had nine targets, six receptions, 66 yards in week one. Had a very just quiet, solid performance. And Marcus, what I love, uh, ranked fifth among all wide receivers in week one in yards against man coverage. This week, they get the Buffalo Bills, who I think are going to uh, be be really honed in on those primary receiving options like your, your Robert Woods, like your Traylon Burks. I think Kyle Phillips has a sneaky chance at getting uh racking up some receptions uh you know just beyond the line of scrimmage and uh really making that kind of his his niche this week and taking off and I don't know I wouldn't be surprised at all if Kyle Phillips again like Jarvis Landry had 10 targets Wouldn't be surprised. Still seems like a little bit, a lot, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's, I think oh, that's my, a good call. He had nine targets in week one. Uh, I'm only projecting uh, one more target. <laughs> All right. This is the grossest one we've ever done on the promotion commotion. Are you ready? Probably not. <laughs> Joe Flacco. I uh, have, I, how many yards do you think Joe Flacco threw for last week against the Ravens? Um, 250. 309 yards. He had 59 attempts in that game. I, I just got a feeling here in week two, after playing, you know, playing in a game, he's going to be a little bit more comfortable. I think you'll see a little bit more from Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. I, I know the Browns have a good pass rush, but this just feels like a game in which Joe Flacco is, you know, 35 for 55 for 320 yards and two touchdowns. And if you need a quarterback because you lost Dak Prescott or – you are counting on somebody else. Just, I'm just telling you, it doesn't on paper. It doesn't look like a great matchup, but don't be surprised if this is the week Joe Flacco has a like a top twelve finish. Yeah, I I like. Uh, I, I'll give you another quarterback that I like this week too. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, probably. Sure. Sure. I can't tell if Carson Wentz is a grosser name or like just. They're on the same level. Maybe they're a on the little same bit level. less gross, but they're same level. <laughs> Um, yeah, at least he was like named a starter to, to start the season, but like cautiously optimistic about Carson Wentz and the Washington commanders, um, really, I like threw the ball a lot, uh, and was, I think the, the quarterback four in week one, now he gets this, uh, the lions this week, like give me that all day. I think, uh, they're interestingly enough. Vegas, there's a lot of money on uh, most of the money is being bet on the over in this game. I think, uh, you know, the the betting sharps are projecting this is going to be a shootout thanks to uh, some not great plays on defense. And part of that's also going to come on Carson Wentz's arm. I think we gave a lot of solid options today if you're looking to fill out. I got one more. Okay, let's do that. Ben Skowernick from the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. Uh, didn't do a lot in week one, four catches for 25 yards. Uh, but he ran the same number of routes as Allen Robinson. 
He ran 45 routes, played 61 total snaps. And against the Falcons' pass defense, it's not very good. You know A.J. Terrell is not going to be on Scournick. There's a chance that he goes for like 6 for 60 in this game if you absolutely need somebody. Uh, plus, I think you'll be the first person in fantasy football history to start Ben Scournick. So there you go. You should get a prize or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's that's definitely fair. Um, actually, one more. Now Go ahead. that I yes. just uh, I, 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 now that we're on a roll. Universe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how about Zay Jones, who had like that's a, a great one? Yes, a, a pretty solid outing in Week One and was super involved in the offense, like to a surprising degree. I thought he was like the wide receiver that sh- shined in this outing. Um, had nine targets in Week One, six receptions, sixty-five yards. Um, they get the Colts this week. It's a divisional matchup. So who knows what we're going to really see there, but I do think that, uh, there's, there's potential here for Zay Jones. Um, like all of my guys this week, I think have the potential for 10 plus targets in week two. And, um, I don't know. I'm liking all these options that we, that we threw out there. That one, that one's not great. Uh, do you know in the last eight games that Zay Jones has played in with the Raiders and the Jags now, he's averaging like 55 receiving yards a game on five catches? That's solid. Yeah. Like, that's and, really solid. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, he's got some major touchdown regression coming because he, since week three of last year, he has 77 targets and zero touchdowns. There's just going to be one of these weeks where he gets two touchdowns on six targets. So wouldn't be surprised if it's this week. I think. I think he's a much better player than the national perception of. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And hopefully, if you do need to start him this week, it is that week where he he sees that positive touchdown regression. So uh, we've got you all locked and loaded for week two, folks. All right, that's it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson who also know him from the Lockdown Dynasty podcast, give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Uh, make sure that you check out the Lockdown Dynasty podcast like you did today, wherever you get podcasts. Check us out over on YouTube. We'll be back on Monday to break down all the action from week two and to preview the Monday night football game. Actually, we've got two of them this week, Vikings, Eagles, Titans, Bills. Follow Kate on Twitter at FFBallBlast. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys right back here on Monday.